0: Hi, everyone. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, uh, this is Ryan back here again with Stars Forever and my co-host.
1: Uh, this is Cliff.
0: So we are back here with another episode uh, today, and we're going to kind of follow along the uh, the same pattern of what we talked about uh, our, with our last episode with the transfer portals, kind of staying on the uh, more stars as far as sports side. But uh To kick it off here first got a little bit of uh military news just to you know kind of continue that trend uh the senate advanced a defense policy bill yesterday to actually push military spending above the spending cap that was previously established uh, which is good because the initial spending cap actually was below inflation Uh, so with all the uh, conflicts going around the globe it's Good that we are still progressing to reach or at least exceed uh, the inflation as far as the defense budget. Uh, additionally, in some pretty tragic news, I'm sure as most people have seen, uh, the Coast Guard's Unified Command uh, was conducting the search and rescue operations for the Titan, the semi- or submersible that uh, was giving the tours of the Titanic. Um, unfortunately uh, all were all perished but there has been some kind of controversy there because the navy came out and said that they actually detected what sounded like an implosion on the day that they went missing uh, using some top secret uh technology that i'm sure they're using to track russian submarines um they detected what sounded like an implosion but did not notify anyone of that uh, until a couple days later not even notifying the unified command uh, that the coast guard was running so a little bit of controversy there with people being pretty upset with the navy for basically causing the coast guard and international uh, resources to be basically wasted doing search and rescue operations looking all over flying coast guard aircraft out of cape cod um, and different places that You know our tax dollars that are being just wasted if the navy knew that it probably imploded uh, from the beginning so
1: a little bit unfortunate there yeah and the coast guard is not under that new defense spending budget bump either so Coast Guard resources are pretty limited since they're under homeland security and that did not get a bump and so you know again you're you're putting one service putting another service at risk uh, tying up assets and tying up you know uh, revenue that they could use for for other things.
0: Yes, absolutely. We are we are very cap limited, and with with aircraft flight hours and pilots and um, our monetary resources in the Coast Guard. So very unfortunate that they were not uh, notified, and especially with it having been a unified command of more than just the Coast Guard. It was a lot of international partners who were devoting a lot of resources to. The uh, search and rescue operation. So, you would have hoped that the Navy would have put aside a little bit and and let them know at least, hey, we we heard what we think is an implosion. Maybe you guys should focus on on the ocean floor.
1: Well, it's not like it's any secret that we have an underwater, you know, monitoring system. I mean, the hell that's been in place for for tens and tens and tens and years. You know, so it's not it's not earth shattering that we're monitoring that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, so it uh, definitely a bummer there. Um, and then the other kind of, I guess, bigger, cool news was the uh, the Coast Guard, along with a bunch of other agencies, including CBP, um, the Alaska Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, and a couple other big uh, partner agencies, actually teamed up to do an active shooter on board a marine vessel. Uh, up in Alaska, so getting to use our marine safety and response teams and uh, some helicopter fast roping and uh, different marine resources up there to do a simulated uh, active shooter event there. So I haven't seen any pictures of that yet, but uh, very cool to to see a big full-scale operation like that uh, really showing off and showcasing the Coast Guard's resources and some uh, unique sides of the Coast Guard that most people don't really see um, besides that one video of the guy jumping on the submarine, uh, the semi-submersible on the Pacific.
1: Which did more for the Coast Guard than any other short piece of video in the history of the Coast Guard. <laughs> it yeah. really did. Yeah, it really sure, did. Sure. It's unfortunate. I mean, you've always said this. I mean, and I've always said this because nobody really just understands your service. It's, it's, it, you guys need a good advertising campaign to kind of say, hey, we do more than what you really think you know, and we have multiple missions, unlike some of the other services where we have everywhere from law enforcement to search and rescue, that's a big swath, you know, um, you know, of of different things that we do, Um, you know, so it's it's time for people to understand and appreciate, and I think it's time to put the Coast Guard under its own budget and get them out, you know, well, they have their own budget under homeland, but it's almost time for them to get recognized as a uh, more of a standalone service, um, like the others are operated, in my opinion, because your your mission is growing. I mean, now your your ships are patrolling alongside the Navy, and you're protecting Navy ports, uh, you know, in in foreign lands and so forth. It's it's time. It's time to step it up for the Coast Guard. And I'm you know I'm I'm ex Air Force, so be surprised to hear me say that. But it's you know uh, I, I think it's time.
0: I mean, we really are. We're just uh, last week the Coast Guard did uh, international partnership exercises with the Japanese Coast Guard and the Philippine Coast Guard, and it's not unheard of for us to be training in Thailand or other you know uh, Asian countries like that, as well as like you said, patrolling with with the Navy in the South China Sea because our ships are more capable than the Navy's wasted littoral combat ship class and we're in guantanamo bay protecting the port there we're in um bahrain protecting the oil fields there we're in guam doing search and rescue all across the globe yet and we're categorized as one of the six armed forces yet we're the only one that doesn't get the budget of the other five
1: and you're expected to patrol the poles with with no icebreakers at work and so uh, right you know so it's just and, and it's the expectation of everybody that you guys are controlling those polls. And, um, you know, uh, the worry about how those are going to be misabused, mis- uh, mis- how that, how's that for English, but how being abused down the road, um, you know, by some c- countries that we would expect to do that. So, well, anyways, mm-hmm. we probably need to spin off the military and, and get to our topic uh, at hand. And, um, again, it's tied towards the stars. Um, and we kind of, uh, as Ryan had mentioned in the beginning, we were talking about how um, you know the, um, the the portal is affecting um, recruiting and ref- ref- you know, so again, we're building on that stars thing and into the standpoint of stars put next to athletes' names, uh, just student athletes' names in high school and and in college as part of their evaluation process. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing?
0: yes absolutely talking about and for those of you that don't know a very big thing with all sorts of recruiting for the major sports is you know so and so college has three five-star recruits and two four-star recruits and um, those are categorized by either espn or rivals or 24 7 sports or all these different sports news publications that just keep popping up all categorized they're recruits in high school and then additionally in college based on um, either projected abilities or current abilities and things like that and um, nobody ever really has a a straight agreement but uh,
1: and I at least have in a my big prob- and I have a big problem with it so,
0: <laughs> so yes.
1: you'll hear my negative side well and I can jump right in there Ryan if you don't mm-hmm. if you want me to or did you want say go hey, for you know. it. Well, just to me, uh, here we go again. Um, We got some reporter, some schmuck that probably never played it down or or played a a minute in his life, um, you know, evaluating and putting stars to a player. And I know it's probably all a poll and it's a vote of numerous people and and so forth, but nobody knows how these stars are assigned and nobody knows there's not a consistent rating system that I know of. There's no real – true measure because i mean how are you really coming up with these stars other than a subjective opinion and you know uh, my question is okay what else are you evaluating is it purely how they play or is there a character evaluation is there a work ethic evaluation is there um, a you know, true skills measurement do you kind of you have some formula to cal- calculate this thing because i've seen too many of these stars flame out and be nothing and in you know, we see these five-stars, oh, he's a five-star, and there's a whole group of five-stars going to be on this team, and they can't win a damn game, you know, because there are a bunch of five-stars who think themselves as five-stars. But who gave them that opinion?
0: Right. It really is. It's very ineffective as far as how they categorize because – like you said, nobody agrees. You can have somebody be a five-star on one site and a three-star on another. Um, and what is the rankings? Is it, you know, oh, this person, is it based on size? Is it based on abilities? Do they take into account the school that they play at? Because not every high school is created equal. Not every high school league is created equal. Yeah. One guy can dominate in, in the Northeast, but you put them in the SEC as a as a college player, not going to stand a chance. Like, right. we'd be remiss to say that college football in northern Michigan, or high school football in northern Michigan, is the same as high school football in Texas or Florida. Right. Absolutely. There's no shot that it's the same. And so, as somebody who, or even take basketball, for example, as somebody who's averaging 20 points a game Playing in, you know, the Pacific Northwest is at the same skill level as somebody who's averaging twenty points a game in Southern Florida. I would say no, right? At least in ninety-nine percent of the cases. But is that being taken into account in these recruitings?
1: Yeah, and, I, and it's a question we don't know the answer to, right? We're mm-hmm. not recruiters, we're not college coaches, you know, none of that stuff. Are they really looking at that star stuff, or is this all just? talk for the for the talk shows and the and the sports shows to be able to, to say this guy's more important than the other guy you know and basically in talk like we're talking you know but they're using it to, to hype a situation or whatever because i truly hope that a coach is not looking at the stars of a player and taking that for granted like i want that guy because he's a five star no i hope you look at that guy and go to his games and see how he plays because I. uh Boy, I saw a clip from uh, the other just the other day from Deion Sanders. You know, and how he's shaking things up out in in Colorado and so forth. But he made a comment about, I, I don't, you know, I I want to see how you play. I want to see how you react when you're when it's not going well or when you're up against better competition. And and how do you respond then? And, and you know, you went on to say, okay, how do you respond in the weight room and how do you respond off the field and so forth those are the kinds of guys I'm looking for that bust their ass, you know? And so, um, you know, so I'm hoping most coaches are like that in their evaluations because these kids are all looking at it and they're going, Oh, well, I'm never going to get recruited because I'm a, I'm a no star, you know, I've gotten, you know, I'm not berated at all. You know, are, are your younger brothers, uh, you know, in baseball and, and, you know, he made a choice not to go to the all and pay pr, go to all these places where you pay to get evaluated, and you know you get these rankings and all that kind of stuff. But again, you know it's rankings based on how many of those camps have you paid for, how many times has you gone? You know, um, I don't see them doing rankings for anybody that hasn't gone to one of their camps, you know, or to, right. doesn't subscribe to their service. And maybe I'm blind and just opinionated, um, which is very, very, very possible. But it's just if you're if you're not paying for those rankings, you know, are you going to get those rankings, right? And it's the same kind of so it's not stars, but it's two point three out of four. You know, to me that's the same thing as saying you're a three star or a two star. You know, so it's just uh, I, I, it it's one. I'll circle back and say I hope the coaches aren't using it, but I wish kids wouldn't get so wrapped up in it. And 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 I say kids because everybody's younger than I am. So um you know these players i hope they're not getting wrapped up in it and and so forth and and taking things for granted because somebody gave them a five star or four star you know because i tell you what when you get up to the next level it's going to be the best guys play right and you can be replaced tomorrow because a better guy came in right and and your stars aren't going to help you then right it's going to be who's better right so maybe there's a six star out there. I don't know. But I mean look at look at history. I mean, look at some of these guys in the past that are phenomenal pro athletes right now where weren't ever ranked or didn't ever right. have stars. I mean, how many quarterbacks in the NFL can we come out and say, you know, that weren't super ranked, you know, um, coming in coming out of high school? I mean, talk about your buddy here at, at Buffalo, you know. Yeah, Josh no Allen. Yeah. No offers, yeah. no, no, no rankings, no nothing thousands of emails sent and you know and he ends up at one school and
0: goes to a community college and then goes to wyoming yeah
1: and look at him now you know so uh, i should have looked this up before we got on but was he ever a star of any kind did he ever have any I think star two
0: star at most
1: okay it was so his
0: highest ranking in high school mm-hmm.
1: okay i didn't even think he had that so He was a
0: two-star and had, uh, coming out of junior college, had three, two, I think two um, college offers. And when he visited Wyoming, the second one pulled their offer. Yeah. So it really only ended up with one.
1: So maybe we should look back at his class and say, how many five-stars are playing in the NFL? Yeah. (laughs) Would that be funny to look at? I mean, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the most high-profile cases here in the past few years. Josh Rosen comes to mind. Um, I mean, even like players like that who were very highly touted coming into college, very highly touted leaving college, going to the NFL, and have completely flopped yeah. um, multiple number one overall picks. I mean, you, one could argue that Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray – guys like that are, have not lived up to the the expectation and yeah but I, unfortunately i do think most coaches do kind of subscribe to the hype almost because you look at how how frequently guys are unheard of and then they get one offer and then it's like without even seeing him play a bunch of other schools offer just because this one school did yeah And so there's certainly outliers, like I remember seeing an interview with Michigan State's women's basketball coach, and she said that she recruits she likes, she'll go to games where she either knows that their team is going to get blown out or that their team is going to blow another team out, and what she'll watch is them on the bench, she'll watch, you know, are they still up and cheering, or do they have a towel over their head, Um, are they, you know, interacting, are they showboating if they're up big, or are they just continuing to play? Yeah. Um and that's a great mentality to have and great coaching outlook to have, but but circle I mean, it
1: back, circle it back, is that part of the star's evaluation? I mean, are people looking at those character factors and so forth is 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 there stars for character? you know is no, there, I, is, is there is there stars for work together? or what is the star? I mean, what does the star mean? I mean, the single star, or two star. What does it mean? Um, do you think this guy's the second best out of five? I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is what. It's just. It's a hype thing to me. It's just a, a whole pile of hype, of about you know who's a five star and who's a two, who's a two star, you Because know, I don't know what those. And, and like we said in the beginning, there's no consistency. There's no criteria. There's no consistent criteria across, you know, all the evaluators. I mean, ESPN's opinion is going to be different than, you know, some other schmuck, you know, and so I, I don't get it, and I don't like it, and I think it needs to go away, um, you know, and schools need to get back to doing their own evaluations and so forth, and, and uh, you know, but I guess we'd kill a whole industry like ours that we're in now, which is talk radio and talk you know, podcasts and so forth, if we didn't have, you know, these, you know, five stars or four stars or three stars to talk about.
0: Yes, it, it's very unfortunate that it kind of drives this whole, like you talked about earlier with the camps, the whole recruiting thing, it was fine 10 or so years ago when, yes, you know, we have these rankings, but it was all based on you know, compiling a bunch of high school film of players, and there's just sports writers watching a bunch of this high school film, or watching, you know, state playoffs, and kind of developing these rankings and stuff based on that, or cross cross, you know, state games and all-star games and things like that, where, you know, the best players are actually being selected to those teams, but it's really created this whole spin-off industry of. You know, travel and showcase sport teams and um, showcase camps and the whole you know PBR and perfect game for baseball and uh, rivals and all this stuff for
1: all to get uh, right.
0: for football. Where yeah, like you have to spend money. The colleges have almost benefited from it the most because these kids are having to spend money or these families are having to spend exorbitant amounts of money to get recruited where it used to always be you know every coach told you oh don't don't pay any recruiting analysts to right. you know, get yourself recruited to now yeah. it's if
1: Cause you're if not you're going because if you're good enough they'll come find you right you right know, we used to hear that all the time if you're good enough they'll come find you but i'm not sure they come look anymore i mean yeah because
0: they don't have to so why would they
1: yeah
0: these coaches can sit back and just You know, go to one or two of these PBR or Perfect Game or Rivals or Nike Elite like camps where every person there is spending hundreds of dollars to go to it to be one of 300 kids at this camp.
1: I'd I'd love to hear, I mean, some, you know, college coaches, I'd love for your response to this all and say, you guys are completely wrong. We do our own evaluations and so forth. I'm sure a lot of coaches would say that. I don't know if that's really true. Um, I, you know, I do know some programs get out, but it seems like it's the odd program anymore, um, that gets out and kind of does their own evaluations and then take development players and build their own players and so forth. Cause I think it's now we're spinning on to all these other topics, but it's, you know, it's, it's spinning up into this win now mentality. So if I'm going to win now, I can't, I can't go get zero stars and one stars. I got to go get the five stars, all of them and i gotta go get them through the portal and so forth or different things because i got to build a winning team now and so i have to get up to a certain level now because i'm going to lose my job and so uh, these colleges aren't you know or, or schools aren't paying me to develop players they're paying me to win so we get revenue you know i don't know what the answer. i again i'm not a college coach haven't been a college coach i'd love to I'd love to hear somebody's opinion about this. And I'd love for somebody that does star rankings, tell me how you did it. You know, I can get some of the stuff where these, where you go to these camps where they do measurables. And if you're calculating that star or that ranking based on those metrics, those measurables, 60 speed in baseball, exit velocity off the bat, you're, 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 you're 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 40. Yeah. You know, or, or some kind of measurables, right? Um, your lateral speed, you know, um, something that's actually a metric, a number, right? Um, and then you throw in a little bit of tangibles about athletic ability and character and, and you know, those kinds of things. And then I'd love to know what that formula is. Publish that formula, please. <laughs> love to study it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really have a good point, too, as far as the intangible part, where that used to be where college coaches were talking to high school coaches and talking to people around the recruit to see, you know, how does he work, and he or she work in the weight room, or how does he or she work in the classroom, talking to teachers, talking to things like that, where that doesn't really you, seem if you to be. To the high
1: school coaches, they say they are doing that, but I don't know. I don't know how many are doing that today. A few years ago, yeah. But today, are they really making those, are they asking those kinds of things? I guess probably in a cursory way, if they're down settled to maybe selecting a guy or asking for a guy to come to their school, they'll make that last, that's kind of the last thing. But does it change their mind? I don't know.
0: Well, I guess even like thinking about it now too, it brings up an interesting point. And what I was talking about with, creating this whole market is also these prep high schools where these you know overtime elites in basketball and IMG Academy and places like that where the kids really aren't going to in person classes they're doing you know high school classes online they're not going to a traditional high school so they really don't have teachers that these coaches can ask about how's their work ethic in the classroom Like the whole emphasis on being a student athlete has really gone away because uh, college has just become, you know, oh, you've got the, you know, you've got the G League, whatever for basketball, or you've got like these different programs for, for baseball or or football and stuff that the whole drive is just make it to the pros. And there's no longer this emphasis on.
1: Yeah, go. I'm sorry to cut you off. Sorry.
0: There's no longer this emphasis on, you know, you are uniquely offered the the full ride scholarship or even the half scholarship to get a college degree while continuing to play your sport. And unless
1: you're some superstar athlete, then I. Yeah. But is that is that the five stars getting the full rides? I mean, do you have to have five stars to get a full ride if you're a two and a half star? Does that mean you get. You know, a 50% scholarship? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it, it's really interesting to see um, there's this, and it, it even in, in a sense is like with Kentucky basketball for us that, yes, we love that we're, we get all these big recruits and stuff, but really gone, I mean, f- throughout all of college sports is any sort of loyalty towards, Oh, I grew up, like, growing up in Kentucky. I mean, we do have a unique one with Reed Shepard in this, this recruiting class, but most of the rest of the guys coming to Kentucky are going to really any of Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. 99% of them are not. They didn't grow up diehard, you know, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina fans, and that's where they went to college, and they stay for for two or three or even all four years.
1: Just because they want to cool. love in the school yeah they, they now it's just their vehicles to the next to the next one right to the next level and and I don't you know pro shouldn't be the measurable if, if you weren't a successful athlete if you didn't go pro but because I think you know there's there's a lot of great collegiate athletes just like I think there was a lot of kids that were great high school athletes that maybe chose not to go play in college because they wanted to focus on their education good mm-hmm you know, um, good for you. I'm I'm glad, you know. Um, so, but just, I, I don't know. I keep trying to come back to the point of how do these stars really help anything? I don't know how they really help anything other than ability to hype the fact that they are supposedly this five, you know.
0: I think it, if anything, it's just, it drives clicks on these You know, recruiting sites, websites, it drives these like free talking points for all these same recruiting services to talk about. Oh, who's got the number one recruiting class, or who's got the number nine recruiting class? And it's driven these showcase camps. It's driven these. I mean, baseball nowadays, most every tournament you're playing in is advertising itself as a a showcase tournament with college coaches from around the country coming to coming to visit. But if you don't play in them, you're not going to get recruited. And so right. as much as we can say it's, you know, oh, it's so stupid that, that you have to do this, you have to play the game or else yeah. you're not going to get recruited. And the guys that do deserve to play college sports and have been working since they were little kids to get to play college sports, no longer can you just be good and get recognized you have to go to these things because stars and rankings have become the only way to get recruited.
1: All right, well let me flip this totally on you. And I didn't I didn't prepare you for this or anything else cuz it just kind of came to my head. Let's uh, let's, let's say we we rank soldiers or airmen mm-hmm. or seamen and said, okay, you know, you're a four-star Army infantry guy. You're only a one-star infantry guy, you know? How does that help anything, right? Because, okay, well, in in the services, from my opinion, it's great to be a grunt. It's great to be the guy that just does his job really, really well. Obviously, for a lot of military men, they want to be in certain units, right? And they want to be pilots, or they want to be Fighter pilots, or they want to be F-35 pilot, fighter pilots, or they want to be in special operations. They want to be a ranger. They want to be a SEAL, right? Well, we know how those are selected, right? And, and those aren't selected by you know uh, some army colonel going down through or some navy commander going down through and say, okay, I want. He's a five star. He's a five star. He's five star. That's my that's my new SEAL unit. No guys are put through the ringer it's they're put through physical tests they're put through mental tests they're put through duress on top of duress and everything else to see how they respond and how they perform physically mentally and in in situations those are the ones that are selected right not because Mm -hmm. if we had some star raking on them i don't know it just kind of came to my head i said try to apply it over to the military i don't see it working right i don't because you don't want some guy that's hyped as a five star, and you put him in his SEAL unit, and he goes out there, and he gets the rest of the unit killed because he turned around and ran. You know, um, you know, it's not. Well, I don't know one. if you
0: ever remember uh, Admiral McRaven, who gave the famous "Make Your Bed" yeah, the speech at, at yeah.
1: Texas. Yeah, bed speech. Sorry, not bed.
0: What he what one of his biggest emphasis was when he was in BUDS, which is the Navy Navy SEAL selection initial selection program. He said that the boat that had the most success was not the boat with the biggest, tallest, strongest guys. It was a boat of the the Munchkin crew, as they called it. Smurfs. It was all the shortest guys. Smurfs. <laughs> and uh, so that's a perfect example of what you're saying: is that just because guys are, you know, big, strong, and can do, can bench press a bunch of weight and squat a bunch of weight, does not mean that they're going to make good rangers or good seals. Same with, you know, pilots, just because you go to a a really fancy or prestigious school or just be, even if you have, you could be a commercial airline pilot and decide I want to go fly for the military and you may not make it through flight school because it is such a unique way and a unique learning and unique teaching and instruction that you can't judge success based on you know the these preset different. markers or whatever
1: exactly it's the pressures are different the, the the i mean there's a lot of guys that we know i had one you know going i was a Razi guy and we had one guy in my Razi class that was a, a guy that thought he was shit hot and he was going to be the next great fighter pilot for the air force and you know he's uh, all this he he got all this pre-flight training he got his you know he got his own pilot's license, commercial—not commercial, private pilot's license. He was doing all this flying and everything else. And he was like all this stuff. He got into flight school in the Air Force and washed out within like five to eight flights. He couldn't handle all of the factors that go into it, more so in the military than you know, in a, flying a private little airplane, right? I mean, think of the factors that that you're going through right now, where all these different things that are going on. That you have to be able to multitask and multi-process. It's not right. singular, right? It's not singular. They're doing none of those, you know, militaries. A lot of these military not singular. You have to be able to multi-process. How do you how do you measure that? You know, without putting them through these ringers and so forth. So I'm not going to trust a guy who was a five-star private pilot. You know, to become an F-35 pilot. Hell no. You know, again, that's what I'm just I, that a whole analogy, the whole kind of corollary to me, uh, not used in proper English right now. I'm just kind of um, winging it. And, and um, I got a big storm running up on the house and the tornado warning came across my my phone. So I was kind of <laughs> a little distracted at the moment. <laughs> um, so um, which around here is really odd to see that come up. It actually is a watch, not a warning. But um, so uh, kind of threw me for a loop. But. Um, anyways, um, so I think yeah, I mean we're we're beating this topic to death, but um, I think we wanted to emphasize here. You know, in my wrap up of this, is we all want something to glom onto, right? And, the, and we want you know these these the press and the reporters and and all this stuff are trying to create some kind of method. You you had the point earlier. It's a it's a mechanism to get more clicks. It's a mechanism to get more attractive, to watch their show or mechanism to get you to go to their camp or um, and pay for it and all those kinds of things. It's I don't see the value in it. I really don't, and I I hope somebody can tell me <laughs> otherwise. And some other real benefits without just being marketing speak. Give me some tangibles. Give me some real metrics. I don't know, Ryan. How do you feel? How do you summarize this? I
0: think it it just it creates this sense of almost entitlement amongst these highly ranked guys who, you know, Oh, I've got, I'm a five-star now. I don't, I don't need to work. I don't need to come in and do, you know, all this extra things and put in all this extra effort because, you know, I'm already a five-star, so who cares? And I think even once you get to these college programs, these guys walk around with their heads held a little bit higher than everybody else, just because some random sports writer said, hey, I'm a five, like, this guy's a five-star. Yeah.
1: It's like, we've, seen too, we've seen too many cases of that. We watched the kid that was the baseball player in this area that from eighth grade was going to go be for, drafted in the first round, and, you know, he was going to go to the biggest best baseball school in the Southeast Conference, and he didn't get drafted at all. And he went to that school um, because he was recruited early on in his career, never developed, never went further or and in, in now he's off in some other school and i don't think he's playing there either you know so i don't know and i'm not going to mention any names but it's um there's just your point is too well proven out too many times and i know there's the inverse of that and somebody would be smart to tell us we're wrong because here's the guy but i will tell you bet you that story you tell me is a guy that was a one star or two star that worked his butt off and got up and, and later was evaluated as a five, but it right. wasn't because of anything but other than his work ethic and his character.
0: Right, which is something that is not measured by those stars.
1: Yeah, we don't believe, right? So, yeah. Well, very good. Well, So another point of the stars um, and another point of a bad side of stars um, I hope uh, we'll come up with some other topics where we'll, we'll flip it and kind of say, here's the positive side of stars in some way, um, mm-hmm. and that could be a, just a military, um, you know, thing that because there's a star on the Jeep or a star on the side of the plane, um, if anybody's ever seen our logos on our military vehicles and aircraft, and you'll know what we're talking about, so. Yep. So.
0: Yeah, it's been fun to kind of tie it into the uh, name, and that's why we we named this podcast. What we did is uh, is stars forever. So, a lot of different meanings, both positive and negative, uh, carry and carries a lot of different connotations uh, based on where you're talking about it. So, that was really good discussion. Obviously, we'd love to hear um, any dissenting opinions, or those who agree, or those who, you know, may have questions about something that we said or how we said it um, whether you agree or disagree
1: but again what do i say every show if you're if you're saying if you're just trying to pick a fight and you're just trying to pick an argument and you don't have any facts or any tangibles or metrics to to counter arguments or make anything constructive saying we won't keep you on our um we'll just delete you that's the that's the what the world needs to do more of right now is Stop listening to all the mouths and start having constructive conversations.
0: Absolutely, it's about discussion, not uh, yeah, not just yeah. yelling or to be heard
1: or winning. In fact, because you you're on one side and we're on another, you know, thinking you're going to win some what a participation medal? I don't know. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm a hard ass. That's all right. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we will get this out here in the next uh, next couple hours or so, and uh, tune in for our next episode next week and uh, see where we where we decide to take the Stars Forever meaning uh, for the next episode. Thank you. Signing off.